well, welcome to the stream. <laughs> hello, hello, video on demand people. Hello, everybody. People listening uh, back. The YouTube. Oh, we have. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. You? Uh, let me just tweet out oh, this thing people. is happening. T yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget Let the people to actually know. announce that we're live. That would be like yeah. a whole, <laughs> total professional move. Um, <laughs> the real uh, fans would know. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Once you can just sense instinctively that we're here. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to be uh, going through and answering some Q&A questions, some that folks have emailed to us. But if you're in the chat and you've got a burning question, please feel free to drop it. And if we uh, have time, we will get to it. Uh, we're going to be on for about an hour. And uh, if your question is not answered and you want to email it to us today, you'll probably get a response just because we religiously check the email. So <laughs> um, please do not spam. Yeah. I promise there is a way to, to answer your burning question. And uh, <laughs> oh, Overly Sarcastic Productions has tweeted out a link to the, to the <laughs> oh, great. before we They're have. fans oh, of us? Overly wow. Sarcastic Productions listen to our podcast? What? Wow, that's, they sound really handsome. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, you mean those guys who are friends with Hello Future Me? But while I <laughs> type this tweet out, does everyone want to go around and just like introduce themselves, say hi, and say what your character is, just in the off chance that someone has joined the stream out of nowhere? <laughs> uh, start with the DM. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> some. Some would say I'm the most important. Uh. Hi. I'm Austin. Some people. Uh, I'm the DM, which means I'm every other character but the ones who are about to be introduced <laughs> to you. And thank you for joining. <laughs> Right. I'll go. Hey, uh, yeah. I'm I'm Noir. Uh, I play uh, the Mechanite Wizard Virla. Hello. <laughs> With the startlingly on point Baymax impression that made the sudden <laughs> uptick of Baymax clips very odd for me personally. Uh, I'm Red. <laughs> I play Kiana, the uh, Kalashtar monk, way of the astral self, with the sometimes additional arms. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, and uh, I'm Wally. I play uh, Finbar, everyone's favorite cook. Uh, yeah. yeah. Woo. I'm Sophia. I uh, play Danny, the uh, gremlin of the crew, and I'm also running the stream. So if I seem a little frazzled, it's because of our technical <laughs> difficulties. But Yay. that's okay. We're all here to have a good time. If there's sound issues other than people's microphone quality because of some uh, of those related technical difficulties, please let us know in the chat. Uh, <laughs> And uh, if that's it, let's jump into the Q&A. Uh, just a heads up, there potentially are spoilers for episodes one through five of season two. So if you're not caught up, that's just a fair warning. Um, but this first question comes from our email. This is from uh, David. When will Danny use the Devil's Ride and will she find another way to power it? Or will she have to use the last remaining crate of soul coins? Don't worry, I have not forgotten that we have a motorcycle in the bottom of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very aware of it, and the minute that there is an opportunity for it to make its appearance, it will. Um, and I'm sure that Danny is going to attempt her best to find an alternate energy source, if only because, you know, <laughs> someone's got to do it. Might as well be me. Chekhov's hell motorcycle. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the fireball uh, tattoo that she has, where it's like she's gonna use it eventually. It's just a matter of time. Uh, we'll see yeah. when it when it pops up. <laughs> Pick in your moment. Yeah. You talk about consumables. Episode first of all, pre-episode, you still have consumables you haven't used. There's a potion of giant strength floating around. Yes, and, there is. And uh, Virla, I recall, still has a spell scroll for contact other plane that has never been used. Yep. True. Hmm. Yeah. So it's been it, it seems like a pretty situational one. Uh, I know that when we were talking about phone, actually. We, when we were in our vague plannings for before uh, episode eight of season one, we were like trying to figure out like how are we gonna like amass as many allies as possible in a short amount of time because Cressida pulled a Cressida and stole Kiana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the one of the things that I was thinking of was was using that scroll, but. I think according according to the rules, it's it's in, it's indiscriminate in what it contacts. So it's not like I could have used the scroll to contact Enoch, for instance. So I had to. That's why I went more in the direction of uh, trying to trying to get sending, basically. Yeah. Yeah, sending is what you wanted. Uh, uh, contact other plane is about like getting a lore, but it could be useful. 
Yeah. Uh, then I forgot because Kiana was really apparently looking into uh, what's going on with her. I'm yeah. glad we did find an answer uh, one way or another, though. An answer that, if possible, <laughs> yeah. only poses more questions. But you know that that's for later. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I apologize if I'm only coming through the left side of your microphone. I think I've now got it panned correctly, but if I don't, drop it in chat. Uh, but let's take a question from the chat, actually, because we've got a few coming in here. So, uh, Space Panini asks, will you guys be amenable to seeing an animatic to the episodes? Uh, hell yeah. You yes, can, you yes. Can use Give it to me. To make any sort of fan art you guys want. Um, we love it. You've seen like, so much. a bunch of art. <laughs> a couple of fan fictions now at this point. It's which crazy. Is yes, I was wild. reading one of them this morning. <laughs> Someone sent me an ask on Tumblr like with like character information questions to make a fanfic authentic. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I look, I had like some benchmarks for how successful i would feel at certain points in the shows being released and one of them was like oh if we get any fan art i'm gonna be over the moon and it's been crazy seeing just how how creative and how much you guys are coming in uh with so yeah grab that audio and use it for whatever you want you you have our blessing to animatic to your heart's content or amg yes. or whatever you know whatever's coming out <laughs> what, what do the kids do these days <laughs> Woo! um this question comes from our email from uh, Nikki. What languages do your PCs speak and what made you pick them? Also, what is Finbar's strength now that he gave his gauntlets to Kiana? Um, Ooh, I don't okay. have my character sheet with me. <laughs> uh, oh, why didn't I bring it? Huh. I know off the top of my head, I believe it's uh, oh, 14. He has a decent strength. I believe strength it's 14. Out, outside mm. of his regular strength. Um, and he's a uh, uh, fearbolt, so. Uh, they get the uh, powerful build, uh, so regardless, uh, he still is able to carry more than Kiana, even with a 19 strength. <laughs> so, yep. um, which is really funny. Yes, I'm not actually sure how the 19 strength affects my carrying capacity because it still feels like my speed is getting halved every other round. But uh... <laughs> your carrying capacity is up. It's just move PC movement that that messes you up. Bah. There might be some change we can make to that. I'm going rules as written, but there there might be a there might be an adjustment if Kiana keeps carrying people uh, bridal style. Well, if people keep getting knocked out in combat, I'm not going to have much of a choice, am I? Uh, well, that will keep happening. So thanks. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, I, uh, Danny somewhat famously speaks uh, Gith. And uh, what a primordial, and that's uh, and and common. She's she's pretty basic, um, basic gal. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Finbar actually has a a lot of languages. Um, off the top of my head, uh, Sylvan, common. Let me pull up the sheet real quick. Mm. Um, druidic, uh, giant, uh, primordial. Uh, and uh, all my characters, whenever I get the chance, I give them deep speech as well. So, hmm. yep. Hmm. Uh, I just wanted to let chat know that if you're hearing Discord pings, it's because of the way that Sophia has to route the audio <laughs> yes. anytime we do side chatter and turned, there's a ping noise. Uh, notification yeah. off. Thank you for bearing with us for these technical so difficulties. Funny. It's been kind of a week <laughs> yeah. of those. I'm having a yeah. time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing um, that, Sophia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. I don't have all uh, like because I don't have my character sheet. I do remember some of them. Though. Virla has the potential to learn every language thanks to Docent. Inherently, he knows uh, common, celestial, and infernal. I know those three. He might he might know another, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Docent knows a, a butt ton of other languages, and then uh, thanks to the the properties of the item, if oh well, now I have to now I'm thinking about. It. But I think if he hears if he hears a different language being spoken for at least a minute, uh, he can make a roll uh, through me uh, to, to, to figure out if Docent will learn the language and then be able to translate for Virla. Oh, that's, I think that's so I think, cool. I think that's happened once with, with Nell when she was like muttering grung under her breath or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Astounding. Yeah, yeah. I, I've stretched the actual Docent magic item. The, the actual Docent magic item has a cap on how many languages can learn. But I thought that was uh, boring and silly. So uh, yes, I've stretched it, but there are rules, mechanics for how long it takes Dosen to pick up a new language. Uh, also, Kiana, you know Celestial, Common, uh, Quarry, which is 
uh, the Kalistar uh, region Eberron, yeah. so it's not super a thing here. Uh, ah. But more, you also know uh, Undercommon. Yes. Well, presumably, if the if the spooky thing in the basement of my soul has a language, I know that too. But I uh, guess I'm calling it Quarry. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, that's yeah. Eberron nonsense. Mm. <laughs> right, has everyone sound? I uh, have been running some tech checks in the background. Uh, so has everyone sounded off on what languages they can speak? Yeah, I think it's just you now. Uh, as I said, Danny uh, learned Gith from Gith for Dummies, and we're um, yes. we're loving that. And then otherwise, she just speaks whatever a, a fire genasi, you know, a, a primordial and common for the sake of not uh, being without the ability to use uh, human words. <laughs> I think I think Virla also knows how to how to speak Gith because mm -hmm. someone had to leave that book there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's lore now. Okay, that's all facts, baby. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Against our will. <laughs> I don't know why my microphone is only sounding out through the left side of people, and uh, I don't know if I could tr troubleshoot right. that while we're on stream, so I will do my best no. in the background, but for now, we're just going to keep going through some questions, and I apologize for the uh, left. Yeah, uh, apparently, through Discord only, I'm coming out a little crackly. It hasn't been coming out in, like, when I record, so I don't think it's my audio setup. I think it's no, the interaction it's... between my setup and Discord, so I'm yeah. not sure how to fix that, guys. I apologize. It's been a thing. I honestly kind of forgot it was happening because it, it's just kind of how it sounds on the call. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it's exactly not that bad. the same for me. Yeah. But anyway. I had, um... I had realized it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. You're fine. So not talk about technical difficulties for too long. Uh, just a reminder <laughs> to the chat. Uh, we'll, we will be taking questions from the chat and uh, email. If you want your question answered like this evening when we get around to checking the email, uh, please feel free to shoot that in after the stream if it doesn't get answered in the next uh, 45 minutes or so. Um, but let's take a question from the chat right now, actually, because <laughs> we got some of those coming in. Um, <laughs> oh, boy, I just said that. Now I have to actually read the chat. There was one that I saw that I thought was pretty fun. Yeah? What you see, Red? Oh, no. Uh, well... Let me scroll back because <laughs> it was aimed at me. Uh, but you were like, don't randomly take questions. So I was like, oh, I'll just let it go. Oh, it was about uh, Hans's be uh, dead best friend and why oh, I yes. was pissed at oh, Blue. Yes. <laughs> Please, um, <laughs> right. Uh, well, the story is that uh, uh, Hans Yeager Jr.'s uh, dead best friend in his backstory, uh, uh, that was a character that Blue played in an unrelated home game uh, that I thought was really fun. I liked that character, and nobody else on the call had the context, so when Hans was like, yeah, and I saw him die right in front of me, I was like, you fucking killed my boy for backstory? So that's why I'm mad. He, he, he was tormenting only me. <laughs> Isn't that the best way to to crash your friend's uh, stream? And uh, just to say it, because it was so fun having Blue on, um, but he's not becoming oh, a permanent oh, yeah. member of the cast. He's just appearing for an episode. But who knows? As the as the uh, series continues, maybe we'll see more from Hans in the future. Uh, he's yeah. just another one of those powerful NPC friends we've got out there. And uh, playing with Blue is always a blast, so we were really glad to have him on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this question comes from our email. Uh after this week's episode, I have to ask, is Kiana or her family the only one of her kind in this world? Is there a word equivalent to Kalistar that will come to light? Or is her family the only one with this history? Um, so this is kind of for Austin and Red here. And if there's still Yeah, I'm also curious. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my answer to... Uh, sorry, who sent this in? Uh, this is from our email from uh, Miranda Mia. Huh. Uh, well, Miranda, my question is, uh, how would your character know that information? Yeah, uh, I don't think Kiana has any way of knowing that uh, information. So you're talking deep lore. So yeah, I mean that's be, the thing. Like people gotta be digging to find that out. Yeah, that's what Kiana really wants to know <laughs> is if there are others like her. And right now it's like, oh, it, it passes down the family line. So currently, all I know is, well, the base number of of people who can be like me is 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 zero. Hopefully, it goes up from there as I find out more. But I have no way of knowing this information. So. Uh, Hopefully we find out soon. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's going to be partially up to them. Oh boy, <laughs> that is a great question, though. Thank you for asking. I wish I, I wish I could tell you. We yeah. got another good question in the chat for you, Austin. This one comes from Raptorus seventy seven. Uh, to Austin, how much of the enemies do you do unique stack stat blocks? I was talking to a friend about your Haramon, and it seems like you spice them up a bit. How often does that happen? So do you do you oh, all do the monster stat box blocks and like in what situations do you decide to do so and all that jazz? Talk, let's mm -hmm. talk about the DM stuff. <laughs> let's make the DM that's, answer. Uh, that's an amazing Oh, that's a, that's a great question. How often do I uh, do I modify stat blocks? Uh, and the answer is I modify 
a lot of them, at least a little. Um, I tend to think, so so here's a problem that <laughs> I'm running into five E. Yeah. Here's a problem I run into. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, how dare you <laughs> blue's got his own th no i can't get distracted okay so uh I'll, 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 focus, I'm, focus. I'm, I'm running into a, a problem with with 5e dis uh encounter design where as i go through their show the multi the planescape is so fast i have all these enemies to choose from and i'm always trying to pick things and uh, my problem is that a lot of them that i look through are like oh it's a bunch of hit points and uh, it does uh, three melee attacks. Yeah. And then that's, that's all that's in the stat block. And that's uh, really frustrating uh, because the PCs get uh, actions and bonus actions and reactions and all these things that help make the fight more dynamic and also more challenging by increasing their actions, essentially, because action economy is king in, in 5e. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've been modifying them a little bit. So, for example, the um, I don't even remember the name of the, the fungus that was at the gala at the party that i threw at you the corpse corpse fungus i think lord fungus in the third lord fungus in the third was uh was pretty much as written it was pretty much as written except that i changed instead of producing zombies because zombies are nothing for this group right i made it uh spawn of Kiyus is the monster and, oh uh, i just dropped yep. the hit points to make them a little squishier but still in the range of possible hit points because if you look at you know for DMs out there, if you look at the monster manual and stuff, the hit points they list is just average hit points. There's a mm -hmm. huge range of potential. So I just dropped it to the lower end of that of those hit points, and I made them spawn in cubes, because that's uh, way more dangerous. These guys, uh, a zombie is nothing for these guys. So I did that. Uh, Harmon, interestingly, I actually don't know, because Harmon can either be a Death Knight or um, I think a Narzagon is the is the other monster. And I, I think I used the unaltered Narzagon Stat block. I might have thrown in some uh, Death Knight stuff though, just I to would be make shitting more myself when he showed up. By the <laughs> well, way. Okay, okay, so, so second I, time I fought this uh, NPC, yeah, and so, oh, yeah. I was wedding. Yeah, I always. Love I think it's our third time. You can kind of tell that because uh, Austin and Wally, you guys are in the same home game, and sometimes Austin will yes. throw a monster at us, and Wally will be like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "Oh no!" That means that they fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Hellish happen. game and described. Falling off in like the, the very first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, of um, course, I'm so new to Five E that I don't know who half of these fuckers are. So I'm just like, "Oh, this one's weird looking." <laughs> Trying really hard not to meta game. <laughs> The yeah. great thing about episode five, though, so we already talked about how Blue referenced a PC from an, a different home game, is mm -hmm. there was actually three ref three different yeah. references <laughs> yeah. to other campaigns in episode five. So yeah. the one is the one that you, we just talked about. Two is that uh, I consider this campaign that I'm running semi-canonical with other games I've played in. So uh, Haruman is a recurring bad guy from another campaign uh, uh, we played Descended to Avernus, and he's a bad guy from that one. And in our home game... We thought we'd killed him uh, because, uh, well, we pushed him off a cliff once, yeah. and then he came back. And <laughs> oh, then come on, that's a Disney we, death. We thought we'd really killed him because we reduced him to zero hit points and then pushed him off a cliff again later on. Uh, <laughs> but I decided that he rolled a nat 20 on his death save and was alive oh. in this year. Uh, so he went back to that place looking for vengeance against some related characters from a previous campaign, uh, but who should show up at Hans and this Molly crew. Uh, mm -hmm. The third is a joke that I threw in there for Blue, that uh, a, a quote that um, <laughs> the angel said about, uh, sounds like some heretic, uh, sounds like some heretic bullshit, which was yep. uh, a quote from a previous campaign said by Blue in an iconic moment, highlight from the campaign. I mm -hmm. threw that in there as a little Easter egg. So. Yeah, those and of you in the audience are not going to be surprised to know that Blue mostly plays Paladins. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on blast. Blue is a big palette. The heretic player. bullshit one is from the game that I DM'd. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Noir, Noir is the DM, DM for that. Yes. Yeah. And I play a bard confusingly named Red in that campaign, so I try not yeah. to answer when I replay yeah. the Red because it feels like it's just going to cause some rock confusion. <laughs> I made the character before I met Red in real life. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I was informed of the character version. before we met in real life, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this question comes from the email. Uh, this user asked to remain unnamed. Uh, Sophia said Danny was about 21 years old in season one. And in the latest episode, Kiana said she was in the monastery for 19 years, suggesting she's 19 to 20 years old now. How old is Finbar and Virla, if he knows? Ooh. 
Uh, yeah, no, I have a uh, Finbar is canonically about thirty-two. You know, aging on the Astral City is weird. Mm. So his last known birthday was or, like thirty-two years old. So yeah, he's on the older end of the spectrum. <laughs> Ancient uh, by D and D adventurer standards. Yeah, yeah. Dad, oh, seriously, dad, 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 dad. <laughs> Virla doesn't know canonically. Uh, mm. There was this whole thing when I was making this amnesia, uh, amnesia backstory with with Austin where I didn't know how long Virla was in stasis for, just sort of adrift on a, on a broken ship before Danny and her crew picked us up. Uh, I, had, I Personally, I thought like there was a very high chance that uh, Virla would just be... He, he would have been just dormant for like so long, like a really, really long time to the point where like the possible recovery of finding his old... Uh, the possible chance of recovering and finding his old crew had been... was was zero basically because it had been centuries or something like that mm-hmm. luckily it had only been like a little over a year year and a half something like that yeah at the, so at the very least virla is one and a half years old think uh, that's that is true because mechanites yeah. don't age like they age internally they're not immortal but mm-hmm. uh, they don't age externally so much uh, although now that you mention it i do think i have to go back and listen to the episode where you meet maxim because i think reading from my notes from what i've written I misspoke something, which was that mm. I believe Maxim says, I saw you 19 months ago, uh, which would indicate because you'd been with uh, Danny for a year, give or take, yes. uh, that you uh-huh. were that you were dormant for seven months. My mm. I, I had written 19. My intention was he hasn't seen you in 30, 31 months. And so if you had done the math, from the from the twelve months of the year since Danny fixed you, you would say, "Oh, oh, it was nineteen months from when I last saw him to when right. whatever happened happened when I lost my memory." So it oh, is a, okay. it's it's not a huge amount of time, but it is it, there is if for anyone doing the calculation out there, yeah, my, my intention was that uh, if you're doing the math, you were adrift for more than a year, mm-hmm. and uh, then found, and it took a year to fix up the spell jammer. So I, yeah. I have to go back. I'm, I might have said it correctly in the episode. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. As I've said multiple times, the person who's DMing is a different Austin than me. What happens is we hit record, (laughs) I black out, and then I come to four hours later remembering the game like a fever dream. People constantly ask me if that happened. I'm like, did that happen? I don't know. Kind of related Um, to that, we've got a question in the chat from Jish uh, for Austin. How much of each session is planned, and is it mostly a general outline, or is there a lot of detail prepared? So... Kind of, because you mentioned, you know, you you knew how long, um, you know, Virla and Maxim had been since they see each other, and all other sorts of planning related details. Like, how much of that do you do ahead of time versus how much do you just sort of wing? Uh, that's a great question because uh, DM prep is such an such a personal thing. I think the more examples you can hear from other people, the more, the more helpful it is for your own prep. I know I, I certainly wish I saw more DMs doing prep out there, but. Mm. Uh, the, the answer is, because it's a stream, I do quite a bit of prep, uh, because I need to have all my maps ready, you know? That's the thing, is I need to know all the places there might be a fight, which is not true when I'm DMing in person. And even other online campaigns, I can sort of grab a map from the internet if I need to, and just throw something together. Oh, there's a fight on the docks I didn't expect? Hey guys, be back in 15 minutes, and uh, just yeah. grab a, some map from the internet and throw it on there, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we're showing on these maps, I have to make them beforehand. I have to know where the fights are going to be. So typically, uh, I kind of use this, what I describe as a rivers and lakes system, which is there are points in every episode where I know it's going to be very, uh, very straightforward. And there might be some PC interactions or something like that. But other than that, I pretty much know what's going to happen. And in those cases, I'll tend to write some dialogue out if an NPC needs to explain something. Like when Riggs is uh, dumping information, for example, I might write out things that I need Riggs to say so I don't forget. Mm. Uh, and then it moves into what I call the lakes, which is they get into a pocket of they can be a little more loosey-goosey with what they're going to do. Uh, and what I tend to do is prep a f- one to two more of those, quote, lakes that I need so I can scrap them. So, for example, in episode five, Episode 5, there was more stuff that I had prepped to happen, uh, but it was such a full episode. One, because combat just takes, it doesn't seem like a lot, going from 4 to 5 players, combat takes longer. Uh, And I wanted to do two combats because I wanted Hans to have a chance to show off character in a fight before it was the big boss fight. And you guys all need to meet Hans and 
each have an interaction. So there was a ton of stuff that happened. And as a result, um, there was a town, Mount Celestia, that you, I kind of expected you guys were going to go to. I just completely threw that out. I was like, you guys see it, and you're sailing past it. It's done. <laughs> so that's that's what happens is because I'm watching the recording time all constantly. Uh, <laughs> that makes I, I, You know, if it's, if, when, we're at, when we're at four hours, I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to be wrapping it up now, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's got I I've constantly because I'm the producer of the show, so I have to do all the editing and post and all of the management of like the episode structure. And so every time we're recording, like part of my brain is fully into Danny mode, and part of my brain is desperately watching the clock, praying that we don't go over time. <laughs> and sometimes it goes so well. Sometimes I was so the um episode, I think episode three with the stranger at the very end. Um, Part, God, of, I love <laughs> part of the reason Danny came up with a solution is because, you know, that Danny's great at putting a patch <laughs> on a problem. And part of it is that I, the producer, is like, we got to get out of this without calm down. We are running <laughs> so long. <laughs> but uh... so that's the thing, though, is you got to let the dice roll. Like, it might have been, Stranger might have been a combat, but the thing is, I don't think it would have been a fight to the death. Because if it was a fight to the death, it wasn't going to be Stranger's death. No. Yeah, thanks. Um... <laughs> it was going to be some PCs, probably. So. Yeah. Uh... But, you know, it was totally possible, though. Yeah, but let's get a question in here for Finbar. This one comes from the chat from Kay. How did Finbar yes, meet yes. and join the crew? We learned that for all the other characters in the episode zero, but Finbar was just sort of there after the time jump. So how did? I don't think we've ever actually discussed this. How did Finbar just like join up with Danny and Virla in that that year we were adventuring before we met Kiana? I actually don't want to say too much Ooh. on this. Um, a spoiler. <laughs> it kind of has. We haven't really gotten uh, up to that point in uh the adventure but it's not anything all that crazy but it's a very important part of who uh finbar is and why he's back out on the astral sea uh but no he's been with i think technically he would have met um he would have met danny and vila first when he yes got on to the ship um and then they later found kiana but yeah Yeah. no he's been there for a bit well i guess okay so from from virla and danny's perspective how did finbar show up (laughs) Uh, like a gift from the heavens to provide us with food, sustenance, and some <laughs> semblance of order on the ship. Because otherwise, Dan- Danny and yeah. Mirla, um, I think if left to their own devices, might be the most problematic duo <laughs> in the group. Because yeah. Danny uh, has no impulse control, and Virla is all impulse control, but not him, not, not anyone else's impulses, only his own. So it's just like one person deeply contemplating all of the ramifications of our actions, and the other one just doing whatever feels right in the moment, and that is the potential for so many issues uh, if they're just like let loose into the planescape. So I think Finbar was a very wonder. important mediating influence. On it's a wonder that Finbar actually found a functioning ship to join yeah, up. Seriously. <laughs> you found well, the exact right window I mean, before Danny could disassemble the engine. That's yeah. why it took a year to get it out on the sea. I imagine it was fixed in a couple months, and then they just like took it apart and fixed it again. Like, over and over. Uh, <laughs> so, well, now what? Yeah, exactly. You know, you, uh, it's it's a good thing that the crew got together when they did, because otherwise, I think all of them would be much. For sure, all of them would be much worse off if they hadn't met each other, which uh, is the key yeah, to the you found say family that. dynamic. I think many yeah. people would say. I, I definitely. <laughs> I definitely think that everyone's interpersonal relationships like got stronger as you were watching them over mm-hmm. the course of season one. Mm-hmm. Like Yana was the final thing that kind of held everything sort of gel it's and glue together. So oh. Put it in five minutes terms. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's true. The story starts with the finding of Kiana because Kiana is where the story starts. You know, Aww. you start as late in the story as you can, and it's the crew doesn't become the crew in capital letters until Kiana shows up and fills that missing piece. Aw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. When we find a captain, we won't be rolling the difficulty anymore. Yeah, we'll be a new we, show. We because really yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be, <laughs> don't the spoil the finale. <laughs> we really are just like a five-man band missing the leader. Like, like, like yes. there are four of us. About? Yes. Plug is the captain. We that's all know true. this. That's true. Plug is the leader. We're all aware. But like, if Kiana's the heart, um, Virla, I would say smart guy. Smart easily. guy, big guy, Finbar. Yeah. Danny's a perfect Lancer without <laughs> Lancer anyone to be the Lancer, the too. That's why we need yep. to bring yeah. Davian back so that I... <laughs> 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 I, I don't know, Austin, I don't know what you put into him, but I am so attached to this NPC now. We have no reason to seek him out because we do his job so much better than he does. <laughs> <laughs> the answer of the the answer is a is a struggling Inigo Montoya impression is what I put it. Oh, that's what that was. Oh no! <laughs> yes, I plug has revealed the my secret. Yeah. I do have secrets for making PCs likable. Actually, 
Yeah, well, we'll see if anyone mm. asks that question because we got to leave something on the table. Please ask one that someone yeah. else has asked. Yes, uh, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. so many good we'll ones. Questions for the chat for a while. So this one uh, comes from David Flyer. You've been playing this campaign for a while now. Are there any jokes or one-liners that still stick with you? So they want to think they were like especially funny. Because <laughs> I got to listen to all your jokes, and there are definitely some times where I'm listening uh, and cracking up on the playback while editing. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Like not, which? Let's see what you guys think first, because I have to listen to these episodes like four times um, by law. So. Oh, <laughs> not jokes per se, but I really do like uh, Red's vernacular. Just over the course yes. of an episode, oh. not even from Kiana, but just her like oh. poppy attack is now something that I'm going to be using from now on for the <laughs> attack. Oh, thanks. Uh, and, and jellying up my jam. Jellying up my jam is good. Yep. Well, it's yeah. like some of it is just stuff I picked up from, you know, like old gaming groups, like like the people <laughs> who got their AD and D in three point five. You know, it's it's you know it's yeah. You're lucky I haven't pulled out Thacko on you guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, oh, oh we hit armor class zero. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But and the other shit is just like stuff I've absorbed, like a sponge from funnier people online than me. Yeah. Um, no. Oh man, I'm really partial to any time like Virla's having his own little monologues going off because Noir, mm-hmm. Noir and I share a single brain cell, so a lot of times your jokes really <laughs> land for me. <laughs> uh, but especially like in episode five when uh, uh, Virla and Finbar are talking about Kiana and Danny bullying Hans, and it's like, but it's so easy, Finbar. <laughs> the way you it was, said that it was great was to watch. So <laughs> um, and I like the ongoing Look, joke not, of uh, yeah. no one. Uh, I've I, before the season started. I was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be funny." Austin is if Danny got her name from a, a like a random drink in the city of Brass, and then I think he forgot about it. So when we went to the I city of Brass in season that. one, I was like, "I gotta, this is my chance. I gotta drop this." And now it's <laughs> a bit, which makes me very happy and satisfied. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> God, it's very funny every time Danny decides to bully an NPC oh, relentlessly. It's so easy. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> I always feel so bad. I'm like, no, we want them to like us. What are you doing? You want them to like you. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but I'm affiliated with you. That's true. That's true. I, you know, I, Danny is in many ways my worst impulses. And sometimes <laughs> you gotta have an outlet. And I guess that's what this podcast has become. Um, I think, like, internally, Kiana just thinks Danny is the leader. And, like... <laughs> so when she starts bullying people, That's I'm like, dangerous. "Oh no, <laughs> that is very dangerous." Yes, so many times over. Oh, I know. I'm just, you know, <laughs> in terms of which of us like takes the lead in the most situations, it's like, oh well, obviously it's Danny. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. Yeah, uh, I have been trying to play Danny's bit, like, because she doesn't have a lot of influences in her life, except for maybe Otto and the the gang at the Heap, who hopefully we'll see more of in the future. Because I wrote a bunch of NPCs out for Austin for them, uh, but we haven't really we've been uh, slacking on going to the City of Brass this season. <laughs> um, yes, you have. Yeah, that's totally uh, not going to come back to bite us. Trouble. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> but I, I like to think that she's trying to take after Otto. So, like, uh, when. Uh, this Wednesday, we'll be posting the level up because we leveled up after the session. And uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, Danny put a point into charisma because I like to think that she's trying to be more of a business person like Otto is, but Otto is a terrible role model. So Danny's <laughs> version of becoming oh, more of a business so person good. is just kind of being worse, but talking more. <laughs> and oh, there's a point in a later episode where you really see that come to fruition. So I'm excited for the season to continue and get to see how that keeps playing out. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Wally um, Austin, what about you guys? Yeah. What, oh, memorable yeah. Lines? Some jokes oh. you like, or some running bits. Wally, go first if you have any. Oh, I. I mean, anytime. Um, Sophia Noir just. <laughs> oh yeah. Go off with each other. It's, uh, it's always a blast to watch. It's slightly horrifying, but also <laughs> just just roll with it. Just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can uh, see I can see the spikes that she's setting up from like a mile away. Yeah. And I try and do the same. Yeah, yeah. It's we're real, like much like the comedic duo we fought in the last episode. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, that was great. Oh my god, oh, the list so you pulled out. Uh, <laughs> I I thought I had a couple good ones uh, lined up, but then you just you just blew everything out of the water. I'm ready. Oh yeah. You know, if there's one thing I'm always ready to do, it's whip out an unnecessary amount of references to other media on a different form of media. <laughs> yes. Um, but Austin, what about you? Uh, what's your what's your bit? Uh, as I said, I 
black out while I'm recording and I hardly ever remember anything. But uh, for, first of all, all the funniest stuff that happens is, you know, coming from these these guys. Um, because I, you know, I'm, I, as a DM, I kind of feel like I'm setting up the pins. Uh, the only one I can conjure to mind, though, uh, is one of mine. And it's the, oh, actually, I, I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's it's part Sophia. And it's just anything to do with plug. Oh, because yeah. I love, <laughs> um, yeah. I, love, I, love I love little guy, love weird little dudes, yeah. as we said. That's that's my favorite NPCs to play are, are weird little weird little guys. And um, I think that, so as just as a robotic cat, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gold there. But my, anytime plug is doing anything is usually pretty funny but my favorite is that he has a hidey hole in the ship with the um yeah. Yeah, with, so with, with the uh with the what do you call it with, with the, the, the ownership yeah, the license yeah, not anymore yeah. he has the license not anymore Virla took that back hole. episode one. Oh yeah Virla found it for, uh, for episode one but you know uh, plug stole it back like oh, three yeah. nights it's, later it's still in my inventory i, I intentionally <laughs> put it in my inventory so if, if austin were to take that out then i suppose there's nothing that i can do about it <laughs> And uh, I wanted to, I was going through my notes while you guys were reading, and uh, for Raptor 77 real quick, uh, for Harriman, uh, I just gave him the abilities that uh, the Cult of Zerial uh, monsters get. So there's, in uh, mm-hmm. Mordenkainen, there's some additional features you can give baddies if they're aligned with certain more powerful baddies, kind of like a mini warlock style. I just gave him Zerial stuff because he used to follow Zerial before she ascended. I don't know what those words mean, but it sounds pretty yep. cool. Yeah. Kind of a related plug question from Dylan McCoy More deep lore. in the chat. Uh, here's a question. Do we know when slash how Danny and Plug met? Uh, yeah. Danny built Plug. Um, he's yeah. her homunculus. And technically a homunculus is a very useful um, thing that you can use in combat and have around with you. Uh, think like Dodie in um, Critical Role. Uh, but I choose to just let Plug be a weird little dude because I played a lot of games with Austin and every one of them I've given my PC a weird little dude because I think it's so fun. Um, but I like to think that uh, Danny built Plug uh, right around when she started working at the Heap because it was the first time she really had access to like resources and things. Uh, and Plug has sort of been her way to uh, have a friend, as sad as that sounds, because uh, oh, you know Danny's backstory oh. is sort of ambiguous street teen, uh, <laughs> up oh, and until she starts working street. at the Yes, <laughs> as we've sung before. <laughs> That's a bit. I I'll really stop like, when it stops every being time relevant. Danny's backstory comes up. Uh, Red comes out here. To see <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, I speaking really of AFPs. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really fleshed it out too much, but around the time she started working for the Heap, Danny would have built Plug, and Plug is really just uh, Danny's idea of the perfect companion, um, and in all of oh, his geez. catness and flaws. So I, I truly, I, I love him. Uh, my favorite weird little dude. Although we have a lot of those now. So. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pets. <laughs> I had to intentionally like not take. Uh, find familiar. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could technically use my wild shape to cast find familiar, and I'm like, that <laughs> is too much. That's just already too much. Yeah. Uh, everyone saying make plug into a warlock patron is absolutely correct. Uh, yep, happening. Done. Do it. Oh, do so it. broken. Oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What other questions we got coming in? Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing at all the plug content. I love him yeah. so much. It makes me so happy every time we have a plug interlude. <laughs> I'm just imagining a cult of Modrons like praising plug whenever it was out and away in sigil. If we do like a campaign two set like 70 years later, <laughs> there's like a little a, a splinter sected mechanist <laughs> that's fully worshiping plug and like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this question comes from Trevor. What's your secret for making likable NPCs, Austin? You teased us with this. Tell us the secret sauce, if you would. What is the Krabby Patty formula? Uh, I'm sure there are many different ways, but the ways I have used uh, to, to affect, um, and I'll use, I'll add anecdote to this, um, uh, is that uh, when I was introducing Cressida, uh, she was going to be a bad guy, and I didn't want her to die because I liked her quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about how can I convince people in a combat where she's actively trying to kidnap one of the PCs, just trying her hardest to <laughs> make life difficult for them. How can I convince them that she is cool and worth not killing? Um, uh, so I was thinking about... 
uh, in Star in A New Hope in the first Star Wars. When you meet Han Solo, he's incredibly likable, despite being very, very slimy and uh, kind of annoying to the main characters. Like, big conflict. And the reason is because he talks and acts like a real-world person in the Star Wars universe, as opposed to all of... To, as opposed to Luke, who is the point-of-view character, but acts like a character from that world, and Obi-Wan, who's got his own thing going on, and there are droids, and Leia, and Darth Vader, and all these other characters, who all act fully realized in that universe. And then you've got Han, who's kind of just a cool dude from our world, who knows the score, and that's very likable, because immediately the audience goes, that's my guy, that would be me. And if I was in this world, that'd be me. So the first thing I had uh, Cressa to do is just act like a normal person would in this situation, and be like... Uh, uh, hey, sorry, guys. Uh, I don't want to be doing this, but this is my job. So let's just get through this. Uh, work meetings suck. And uh, it, it seemed to work because Red uh, was like, hey, guys, after she kidnapped me, don't kill her. <laughs> uh, I liked her from the beginning. <laughs> and so it was the same for Davian, where I was like, I'll just have him. I didn't think they were going to kill him. But uh, for Davian, I was just like, oh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just make it like he's a real world guy at this party. And he's just trying to make a friend he's not overly awkward he's not <laughs> overly confident he's just there to uh you know put out feelers and, and meet people he doesn't really have much of much of like a hidden agenda or anything so that was my approach also giving them a funny voice helps yeah yeah, definitely. yeah. i i was kind of waiting for tavian to turn out to have like a secret agenda or something and it was actually a huge relief when he was just a guy so yes, exactly. <laughs> sometimes you gotta do that rooms. Yeah, it's like his whole deal. He didn't want to. Yeah. Him know. fighting, him fighting the mushrooms <laughs> in the corner. Oh, so oh my funny. god! <laughs> so funny. I hope the next time we see him, he's like incredible. Like he's done something really cool, and like he's like three levels higher and very cool. Where he's like, hey, it's the guy who fought the tiny mushrooms. It's yeah. the guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, guy. You know that's the only thing Danny's gonna remember about him. <laughs> yeah. Or um, someone in the in in the overly sarcastic Discord who, when that episode dropped, put in a picture of like. Like a, a drawing yeah. or a painting of just some guy like on a deserted island, yeah. like yeah, fighting for his life against like a, a swarm of crabs, and then just kind of like saving oh. it. I was like, that's that's the only thing that I can think yeah, of. Now. Yeah, yep. yeah. I love those classic pulp novel covers. They're oh, all nonsense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so this question also comes from the email from someone who wished to remain unnamed. Uh, th this comes with a bit of context. Uh, I'm a trans guy who isn't out to my family yet, and my cousin took my chosen name to use for her firstborn, leaving me to find a different name. I wanted to keep E as my first initial, and ever since season one, I felt a connection with the name Egan. Would Austin, Sophia, and Danny be willing to give me their blessing for this to be my new name? Hell yeah, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Yeah. You know, we, we put this stuff out, um, but uh, the audience meets us halfway. This stuff is yours now, so uh, I give you my blessing. Honestly, I don't think you need it. <laughs> yep, you guys are free to use our stuff as you want, and uh, you go, dude. Uh, Danny says yes too. This voice is kind of hard to conjure up on a whim, but I've gotten okay at it. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of got to do a solid snake and then make it yeah, slightly I've more also, nasally. I ate some spicy food before we record it to like really get my throat ready. <laughs> um, I think it's also really great that you know we have people who are resonating with you know our characters and the stuff yeah. that we put out in this way. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, let's take some questions from the chat. Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> I'm so bad at reading uh, multiple sources. <laughs> I'm just full stop the sentence. Yeah, I'm bad is. at reading. <laughs> um, hey, it's a learned skill. It's yeah. Uh, Candy Bar asks, we were hinted this in episode four, but what does being blue represent to Danny and her personal development? Uh, I feel like there's two answers to this question. Because the one answer is everyone uh, in our fan base got really attached to Blue Danny, and <laughs> I liked aesthetically it as a choice for her, too. So now I feel like it would just be... I would, it would need to be a really climactic moment for me to to unblue Danny at this point. <laughs> uh, just because I would feel bad about doing it. Um, and also I think it's it sort of, for her, is like this is the stage of her life that she's in, and it's a much better stage than a lot of the ones she's been in in the past. So uh, in her mind, like in an alternate universe where the crew never gets together, the Spelljammer never gets fixed, Danny would still be orange because we never would have gone on those adventures. And so in episode four, a bit of what she was seeing in that vision is like an alternate version of her where she, she never had the opportunities that she has had. Um, so I think it's less about like her current development and more about like what could have been and how much 
better off she is now, uh, even though she has been turned blue by the Spelljammer. And thanks to the adventures in Lucky Bolt, who knows what other things will happen to her because I am going to bring that game back. Don't worry. Um, Danny no, will continue to throw stuff at the uh, motive force generator. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I forgot about that. Yes. I love wild magic. Uh, so... <laughs> it's so uh, when Austin asked uh, to roll that D100 when oh, uh, yes. Danny was uh, messing with the motor force generator, I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's see what happens. Uh, she turned blue, and I'm just like, this is so table. good. I, yeah. I, I'm under the impression you love a random table as well, because I've had to roll on a lot of tables this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, yeah. No I spoilers. learned that from Wally. <laughs> I, I learned the love for the random table from Wally when we did Descend into Avernus and there's the demonicker that mutates you and some of them are good and some of them are bad and some of them are neutral uh, and you were like hey load me up and you yeah. took every yeah. chance you took oh, yeah. every chance of getting completely nerfed and instead you ended up with like bat wings and wolverine claws two heads and oh, two so heads yep. wow. my stocks ah uh, Hmm. All right. This next question from chat comes from uh, Logan Van Hofwegen. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your name. Uh, not sure if this has been asked, but to Wally, where do you get the ideas for all the food Finbar cooks? Oh, okay. Um, so two places, actually. Um, I looked up just food and D&D in general, found a great blog. Um, I will probably like post a link to it but it had a great list of like foods that can be found within the DD universe and i occasionally reference that i have that on my um personal character reference sheet uh then i mix it up and change it up every once in a while uh and then the other place where i get uh, inspirations for my food is i uh for the summer i took up a job at a local bar as a cook to sort of method oh, act a little bit <laughs> um and uh some of the food that i make there i also uh do slight dnd variations uh for the stream so every time we um boot up an episode i the number one thing i prep is like okay what's the one food Vimar is going to be making uh for the episode and i usually have that written down so. Oh, fantastic. So cool. Great. Uh, this question from chat comes from Ember Wildstorm. I'm making an Atla D&D campaign and want to drop the crew of the Paraspora into the world as adventuring NPCs. What would ah. everyone bend as their element in that, if in that world? Uh, Danny's is a pretty easy answer. She's a firebender. <laughs> but what's everyone else's elements of choice if they're in the, the Avatar of the Last Airbender world? <laughs> I have so many other questions about how you're going to integrate a Mecha Knight into... <laughs> Ooh, Ooh Metalbender. <laughs> I guess thematically, because Virla's been doing a lot of lightning, I guess technically Virla Ooh. could be a, a firebender, too, but be super edgy and do lightning. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, my whole thing appears to be uh, a mysterious spirit bound by bloodline that passes down through generations, oh. but I don't think I can be the oh. avatar in your game. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, probably an earthbender. Oh, <laughs> uh, there is uh, spirit bending in. Uh, oh, yeah. That's true. I thought yeah, that was like, so. fan yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Kiana said you could it was a turtle confirmed. Honestly, oh, Kyoshi Warrior, Kyoshi. just like a standard Ooh. like physical fighter. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to bend, you know, it's right. fine. You could flavor it that the astral arms are invisible, and so it could be like airbending. So we're usually oh, yeah. Yeah, throwing yeah. out punches. Or, or waterbending, like that lady in, in Korra Ooh, yeah, who yeah, makes yeah. her uh, like tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. I love Korra as much as people rag on the <laughs> earlier seasons. Mostly me. Just as good as the originals. <laughs> My mm, okay. <laughs> I, I have some we'll have this conversation well. later. <laughs> I, think, swear, yeah. I think Cora hits higher highs but has much lower lows. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's Season fair. Two, to say. Notably, yep. yes. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, but right. that's that's a fun. I, I, yeah, another question from chat. Uh, this comes from Anna wait, what about Finbar? Wait, Finbar. Oh, Finbar. Oh, wait, right, Finn, right. Finn, Finn, Finn. Sorry. Oh, uh, I guess Earthbender is more of his uh, personality, but yeah, again, like, uh, but he's not really a bender at the end of the day. So yeah. you know. If anything, he's from the Earth Kingdom. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like super spiritual, like Iroh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Iroh. Oh, Iroh, my boy. Best character. <laughs> best in the show character in anything, now. honestly. Yes. Uh huh. But unfortunately, not in Rolling with Difficulties. We'll take another question about that. Uh, this question comes from Andrew Michael. So I know that Austin's mentioned he doesn't want Virla to permanently lose the staff of the Clockwork Swarm. So it makes me wonder, will the crew make regular visits to the planes they already traveled? So are we going to head back to places? Because I, 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 we, we better get back I to brass that. soon. Yes. <laughs> uh, part of... 
So part of my intent, so I, I, it's fun to go to new places and I like to, introducing you guys to new places. Um, I think that's a lot of the fun of this campaign. So I haven't really returned, we haven't really returned anywhere, but I do fully think we will. And the season filled up pretty fast, but in the future as there's more episodes, uh, I'd really like you know, the players, the PCs to make some decisions about, oh, we want to go here, we want to go there. I think that would be very cool. And uh, if you guys want to make a, an effort uh, to go back and see Maxim, uh, please, Maxim's one of my favorite PCs. Um, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. So, sorry, NPCs, yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of depth that I think is would take a lot of a lot of interactions to unfold, uncover with Maxim. So I would love to return to Mechanus. Uh, returning to Feywild would be super fun. Returning to Hell, definitely. Back to Hell, baby. I imagine we're not going back to Arcadia anytime soon. No. Arcadia once Zilla has built up a location in order to take him apart. We have yeah. to go back to Arcadia because Virla has to mount his court case against the entirety of the lawful plane. Uh, and the oh, God. <laughs> Class action lawsuit. Let's do it. <laughs> There's somewhere somewhere in the city of Brass, there has to be like a fire genasi lawyer named Phoenix Wright, right? Yeah. There has yeah. To, if there wasn't before, oh, there is now. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're all man. welcome. This kind of relates to a question we got in the email uh, coming from Lizzie. So... Uh, question for the players: Who is your favorite NPC so far, and who is your PC's favorite? So, who is your personal Ooh. favorite NPC, and who does your your character like the most? Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I want to know this. I have to pick one. <laughs> oh, I gotta okay. get. Pen. Yeah, of, of uh, all of Finvar's, like all the NPCs with serious old uh, flame energy. <laughs> it's the same for both. Uh, it's Davion and Davion. <laughs> Davion! There we go. <laughs> I do, I do genuinely think, uh, no, I personally love that NPC, but I do think Danny. um, a lot of her favorite NPCs we haven't met yet, so. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll arrive as we spend more time in Brass. Uh, I think we've briefly met mm -hmm. Roy and Zax, uh, we've seen a few times, uh, but a lot yeah. of the, uh, the heap NPCs are Danny's favorites because those are kind of her first found family, and now she's got this whole second one going on, so. Um, yeah. Sophia's favorite is definitely Davion, but I have to <laughs> highlight good too. just another like really good moment is, you know, the whole episode <laughs> when you're bullying Tavian relentlessly and I'm like, no, yeah. he's fine. He's trying his best. And then at the end, you're like, I like that guy. I think we got on great. Yeah, and I was like, oh, God, that's Danny, that's what uh, yeah. that was the punchline. And it was solid gold. <laughs> it was yeah, like, oh, God, was she really thought bad. they were bonding. So is that not what bonding oh, man. is? I love it. I love it so much. Uh, Kiana's favorite is definitely Enoch because, mm, yeah. oh my so god, good. yes, Enoch. An actually good mentor. Yeah, is that even possible? Yeah. Um, but uh, me personally, I I just really like Cressida. I really like her. She's so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like how it's just like, oh yeah, she she kidnapped me once, but it's it's fine, you know. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really hard to meet people when you're planes hopping, so you know, <laughs> even yeah. if it's a little awkward. Yeah, and I love her giant yeah, spider. Cool. I love everything about that. A little Stockholm syndrome never hurt anyone. Uh -huh. So yeah. hey, she wasn't the one who actually like. I, <laughs> we barely yeah. hung out. All right. <laughs> the funny thing is, you said that it's hard to meet people on Planescape, and that's kind of like her whole thing. That's like, I, I think that's she connects very strongly to Kiana, and again, it's because it's like it's it's hard for her to meet people going. Planescape. Yeah, I mean, we're we're both from the underdark, sort of. It's yeah. you know, it's a drift in the planescape. Things are a little weird. We took very different paths. She's basically just a gender flipped drizzed. It's great. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, uh, all of Austin's NPCs are fantastic. Um, but Aww. I will say the one that really, uh, like meeting stranger was kind of uh i was gonna uh, say that atmosphere the character brought um when he showed up uh it, it they um showed up uh floored me i was just like yeah. holy crap we are in the presence of something truly alien um slight evil uh but still strangely um uh, i don't want to say interesting uh like <laughs> i want to know more about this character what they're up to what they're what they can do um what their presence uh means for the planescape mm, um yeah. so like million questions uh the second i met this character um props to austin fantastic mm -hmm. uh, encounter mm -hmm. uh and then as for finbar's uh favorite npc uh oh I, I can't say anything without <laughs> uh, <laughs> setting off uh a whole bunch of other rumors uh I'll 
pick a safe one and I'll say Elise um, for Elise. now. Uh, any other character would uh, be too much for Chad to handle right now. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I need to know. Oh man. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I gotta start remembering is, like living out a dating simulator, and the rest of us are just also. There I do have a list of Fimbar's <laughs> so... exes. What? Uh, but, oh, I've uh, never. How many have we? How many have we decided, I hope. <laughs> Definitely people from the f- Sprite Spring. There, there's that one like season changing. Sydney. Yeah. Sydney. Definitely. She's on there. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. I think in my head, like, Elise is the only one I can keep straight, because everyone else we've just run into, and I'm like, if they have the same energy with Finbar, they're basically, like, <laughs> I, I keep forgetting that they're actually different people. <laughs> I think at some mm. point he's going to occur to Canada, like, wait, how many of those have we, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got to make a Finbar uh, dating simulator at some point. I don't know how to make a video game, but I bet I could figure out a video <laughs> to put that together. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a book with extra steps, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but Noir, what about Virla? What's cool. your your NPC? Or did you already say that? Yeah. So, well, no. Like <laughs> my, my favorite my favorite NPC that Austin's put out has been Stranger. Kind of circling back to the previous question about visiting other planes. Uh, I really want to go back and and figure out what the fuck is up with that that uh, ziggurat pyramid spelljammer yes. spaceship <laughs> oh, thing. With Stranger. So cool! It is so yeah. cool. Uh, we we had to we had to keep priorities in order with the the queen of Arcadia. Katie, I forget her name. Uh, Virla's favorite NPC is Maxim, um, yeah. simply because like this is the closest connection that he has to to his previous life, and um, I don't know whether or not the crew, or even at least Virla, has visited Maxim in the eight months between season one and season two. Uh, uh, at least once, because you had to return stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Wa- yeah. Um, so uh, Wally Finbar returned the ring and so forth. There were a couple things that were swapped. So mm-hmm. yeah. right. But yeah, Virla's always uh, eager to, you know, pick his brain again and, and try to find out more. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, I think we got time for one more question. Um, if for mm-hmm. if you if you have a burning question that we didn't get to in the live stream, please feel free to email us today at rollwithdifficulty at gmail dot com. Um, I'll be going through tonight, and I'm sure you know I'll ping the rest of the group to get everyone's answers. So if you've got a pressing question you want an answer to, shoot us an email. You'll probably get a response. Um, but yeah. this question actually comes from the email. <clears throat> uh, from Random Fan Art 27 With the new D&D movie trailer being dropped, what form <laughs> of media, TV show, movie, comic, video game, etc., would you most want Rolling with Difficulty to be adapted into? Uh, so Ooh. Rolling with Difficulty is getting an adaptation. What is the, the, the modus operandi? What is our format that we're taking it into? Hmm. Can, I mean, is I'll, I'll, is I'll all say, of the feel, above an answer? <laughs> I mean, that's true. Everything. Right? That's true. I feel like I feel like I want to see it as a comic. I was going to say. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel comic kind of encapsulates, encapsulates a couple things I want to see, which is uh, I don't think a movie does enough justice to the episodic nature. I think comic yeah. fits that better. Yeah. Uh, but even yeah. with TV show and comic, uh, I like hearing these guys. I guess we could technically voice the characters but i like hearing these guys voices as the characters so i, I like broadway so I I prefer to read the comic. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, rolling with difficulty musical i shouldn't have read that said. comment oh, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> correct answer i was uh, wrong we were all wrong the okay, but just because like, imagine the character voices singing specifically imagine <laughs> danny's character voice yeah singing. yeah yeah <laughs> like starlight express we're all on roller skates yeah. Oh like, God! Got, a, got an I want song, you know. Of course, I've, I've got all the I want songs. <laughs> Get Patrick Page in there for Maxim. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We got to flip in awesome. the, the. We got to let the whole stage spin at one point because that's yep. like a yes. thing they're all doing these days. You know, as we're mm-hmm. the, the spell jammer, the Parasper is a huge set piece, so that's clearly going to be a big get for us, kind of a la the uh, barricade from Les Mis. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Damn, you're right. Yeah. I had to explain to two people this week, uh, one of whom was blue, the whole uh, musical quote-unquote slime tutorial thing. You know, how if you're looking up, like, pirated full musicals on YouTube, you just have to search, like, like which slime tutorial, and then you get the entirety of Wicked almost professionally shot. I had to yeah. explain that to, like, a bunch of people who I figured would have known that that and secret of, of the internet. Is, well. 
Is You're Blue all the welcome. Musical person? No, I guess he's not. <laughs> okay. Not as much as Peter. I was gonna say. Cares, I, I never <laughs> thought of that so much. So yeah. I like the idea of like Plug being like a Lion King style puppet that Danny operates. Uh, ah, oh yeah. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. All the monsters. All the monsters have that like vibe. That'd be awesome, actually. Yeah. The extra yeah. arms. It'd be pretty awesome, Absolutely. actually. Yeah. Mary go really yeah. ham with like the smoke machine. Uh, <laughs> we, can go the, we can go the other direction. Just have everyone be puppets, like in Avenue Q. You know, if anything, mm. I feel like a stage musical would actually be pretty well suited to the fact that like all you need to do is swap out the background. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, we're on a yeah. plane. Yeah. Look at that. It's a virus. Woo, so crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, too, about comic is, like, you could, you know, it costs mm-hmm. the same amount to draw a panel where they're sitting around a table as it does to draw, you know, the most amazing, you know, Mount Celestia, whatever place you can imagine. So I feel like yeah. you could really capture mm-hmm. uh, the, the like, scope of these completely different worlds. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, traveling from one dimension to another. Yeah. yeah, I think also uh, this is something that uh, of the mediums, I feel like uh, an animated series and a comic are sort of the most similar. Uh, yeah. The only difference at that point being that in an animation, you have vocal performances and uh, with an animation, the boundaries of the shot are always the same because mm-hmm. the frames can't change size. But in a comic, they can be any size and shape you want them to be yeah. as long as they fit on the page. And th- those two things, you know, they lend themselves to, to different sorts of art and i feel like a comic would be great because you could do those huge establishing shot splash panels and little cut in like detail shots of what like sigil in a in a comic form would be mm-hmm. i mean you could just have a whole comic that's just like yeah, just the greatest hits of sigil here's <laughs> yep, a huge splash true. page that took yep. this artist a week and a lot of tears to do and then yeah. a lot of yeah. little cut-ins of individual characters and then yeah, you know yeah, yeah. just have our, our heroes wandering through um so I guess I hurt thinking about how much work that would be. Uh, but on the plus side, if you did it as an animation, you could just have a really, like, a 3D model of Sigil and then just, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah. you have it appropriately cel-shaded enough, yeah. you could just zoom in really far and be fine. <laughs> they did it in Treasure Planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but, I, I, you know, it. the the show itself is intended to be very episodic. And at times we're very close to that. And at times, you know, when we start to get into the plot, it moves away from it a bit. But it's still roughly usually an adventure in episodes. So like you guys were saying, those two formats definitely work the best for the existing bit of the show. Uh, But the the theater kid in me desperately wants rolling with difficulty to be a thing. It would be a disaster. I mean, we're talking turn off the dark levels. I was about to say. But imagine like the pyrotechnics you would have to use for like all of Danny's spell attacks and like oh yeah oh yeah would be worth it uh huh yeah. All, yeah. all of the pixies are like a cast of like an ensemble group of children who just are also in the show <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, oh, what have you wrought yeah done please feel free to headcanon that but I think that that's probably all the time we have for this Q and A we'll be doing another Q and A at the oh, end wait, of wait. This... what oh, oh. no I, I just, okay Speak a few people you. A few people have asked the question. We feel really quick because I know we're running out of time. But a few people <laughs> have asked, uh, uh, "What do your characters think about uh, about romance?" Oh, huh. I know that was probably a lot to unpack. Finn 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 no time for romance. I've started a family. Yep. <laughs> You're busy being a dad. Finbar is a single dad. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> uh, for the sake of ease, Virila is the same as me, asexual and biromantic. So. Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think Kiana hasn't really thought about it. Uh, again, kind of same as me. <laughs> but I think it's like... It's it's not something that was ever discussed in the monastery, and currently in her head, it's something that happens to other people. But given that she just had a whole thing about like, oh, this thing that is me is passed down through uh, kids, huh? And then it's suddenly like, oh yeah, that's a thing that people do, and I'm people. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> so, people. we have yeah. to have a very special episode for Kiana to finally get the uh, sex at the monastery and everything. How about we don't do that and say we did instead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think similarly danny kind of just doesn't care it's not that she doesn't know um 
or would be opposed to romance of any kind. It's just more like it's never really been a priority for her in her life. So who knows? Ew. Maybe someday my existing uh, Sophia's crush on Davian will be translated. Davian's right there. Listen, I'm just saying anyone who is out there and didn't walk away from that episode shipping Davian and Danny is a liar. Um, <laughs> I think I it's significantly funnier if it's entirely one sided oh, on yeah. Davian's part, though. Oh, yeah. so, so, oh, yeah. That's true. That is yeah, bad. Danny's just like, all right, anyway. And meanwhile, Davian's like, uh, the blue creature yeah. who stole my heart. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like full on Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he comes back with like bigger and bigger spell jammers. Like, oh, are you impressed yet? And you're like, no. who's running your engine, dummy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Danny's not a bunch of romance. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine she doesn't have too much preference in terms of gender or anything. But uh, it's it's more of a, well, I haven't really thought about it or put any effort into this ever in my life. So if it happens, great. <laughs> if it doesn't, also great. Uh, I'm just We're keep a bunch of vaguely bi, extremely <laughs> yeah, sheltered people who just never dealt with it. Yeah. <laughs> I studied yeah, the theory, like, but... <laughs> you mean... Gillis had crushes, but he's, he, he has not had the time nor, like, the courage to actually act on them. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just be here ooing in the background every time Finbar's love interest shows up on screen. Uh, or one of them. Yeah. Least, I guess yeah. Any character who interacts with Finbar for more than five minutes. It's a con- conservation of romantic subplots. The rest of us don't have any, so Finbar has to yeah. pick up the slack. Have to call them. Yeah, all yeah. Of yeah. Them. Um, I do like to think that Plug is looking for love, though. So if anyone has any leads and other robot <laughs> cats out there who are maybe <laughs> want to date, I think the Plug date uh, mini subplot could be really cute. <laughs> um, but is, if that if that's everyone's thoughts on that, I think that's all the time we have for this Q and A. Um, so thank you can't you ask me to take it out. It's not the podcast. I know. I, I had to hesitate for a moment. I, <laughs> I know. I know. I could like feel <laughs> it in the air. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for this Q and A. We'll be doing another one at the end of the season uh, to you know answer all those pressing post season questions. Um, but until then, we've got five more thrilling episodes coming at you over the next five weeks. Uh, we'll have a level up coming out on Wednesday because we leveled up after our last encounter. So get ready to have a little bit of bonus content coming at you. Uh, just a quick little bit of fun to see how our characters have grown. Um, <clears throat> oh, man, my voice. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you have any pressing questions that we didn't get to in this Q&A, please feel free to ans- uh, email the podcast, rollwithdifficulty at gmail.com, and we'll do our best to get to those uh, or save them for the end of the season. Uh, and until then, just you know, keep an eye on the, the Twitter and the YouTube for more, more fun uh, jazz coming at you. We've got some exciting episodes we've already recorded and some that I am terrified to play, so this should be good. <laughs> yeah, i got to get back to prepping. No, you don't. Everything's fine. We'll just Everything have another party. Totally okay. No, we don't want another party. Every time Austin lets us yub nub, we end up having to pay for it in the second half of the episode. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, we gotta chill with the parties. All we gotta do is keep the in-character conversations going for the full four hours, yes. and he uh-huh. won't stop us from the RP. So you know, maybe uh-huh. maybe we should have just been taking a auto and just doing like one maybe. <laughs> yeah. hey, we will never know. Yeah. We're just too dang heroic. You dangle a plot hook in front of us, and we're like, off immediately. <laughs> no time yeah. to waste. Mentor awaits. <laughs>